The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation he has shown strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. you all today? Good. Do you remember that we've been talking about all the different lights on the candle that we have? Yeah. So, on these candles, they all have a theme. And the first one was hope. We said that hope had something. What was it? Vision. Hope has vision. And we have a little picture of an eye. That means we can even imagine what we hope for. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But in the midst of it all, we know that God is with us. And the second day, we said that light or peace has something. Remember what it was? Justice. Justice. Very good. And there's a little picture of a hammer and a gavel that got cut off there. But justice. Very good. Which means that peace and light show us things that are unjust and it's our job to be a part of making them good. That's what God calls us to do. The third one was joy. It was the pink candle. What does joy have? Yeah. Passion. Joy has passion. Joy is what kind of works us all up, you know? When we see things touching the things that are most important to us, when we see God doing good things, it excites us. It makes us happy. It makes us joyful. 
It's the last candle. Now, I know you're all volunteering to give the sermon, but I do need one person to help me tear this ring. Have you torn one yet? Okay. Tear that bottom ring off for me. There you go. Now, what's this last one? Oh, we got part of the, part of the word over there. What's this last one? Yeah. Love. Love. So love has something, right? There we go. What do you think love has? Yeah. Happy. Happiness. I would say yes. What else does love have? All the different things we talked about. I think you're on to something there. Very good. What else does love have? Should we see? Let's see. Everything? We're going to see. I need you to pull on that right there. Can you pull? Rah. Very good. Can I read it for you? Let's see. Love has movement, right? And what's drawn there? Everything we talked about so far. So there's an eye for vision, and there's a gavel for justice, and there's a person for passion. And what's the last one? A question mark. Well, why would we draw a question mark? For love. For love? We drew a question mark because love can take so many different forms that I didn't really know which one to write down. But love moves. Now, what, what does move mean? What's movement? Show me movement. Yeah, exactly. Love moves. Love has a body. Love affects us. Love isn't just a feeling. In fact, love is primarily the work that we do for one another out of our hearts. That's how you know you're loved. You know your parents love you because they work for you. I mean, they hug you, and they kiss you, and they feed you, and they clothe you, and they tell you good things about you. But you know your, family, your parents love you because they work for you. How, how do your friends know that you love them? Play with them. Very good. Movement, right? How do you know that this church loves you? They take care of you. They teach you about Jesus. Very good. They move, right? So there's, in a conservative estimate, there's about a gajillion ways that we can move and show love. But in the midst of all these things, all these things teach us about God and what happens when God comes to us. We're going to learn how they all work together on Christmas Eve. So I want to see you there, okay? Okay. Do you know why there was a star at the top? Why? We're almost there. Ah! Very good. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Yeah. The shepherds followed it too. Also, it just made sense to put a star at the top. <laughs> because that's what we thought. Very good. We'll talk about that in a bunch of weeks later. Should we pray? All right. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks.
Yeah. We give you thanks for the good things that you teach us, for the vision, for the justice, for the passion, and for the movement of your spirit. We ask that you might teach us to love one another, love ourselves, and love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Could you help me, Finian? Jesus. Amen. Fourth candle. We're almost home, right? We talked about hope. We talked about light. We talked about joy. Now we're talking about love. And love has movement. And here in the Gospel of Luke, through the whole chapter, first chapter of Luke, Jesus hasn't even been born yet. We're spending all this time with movement. And specifically in this gospel, it's movement towards each other. I forgot my bulletin. Gabriel, I'm going to steal your bulletin midway through the sermon, okay? Just be ready for that. All right. Movement towards each other. All the way at the beginning of the gospel of Luke, after Luke's done introducing what he's going to be doing to his, the person he's writing for, he talks about the movement of Zachariah and Elizabeth. Now, Zechariah was a priest in the temple, and originally, he didn't believe that God was going to do what God said God would do in the birth of John. And so, his mouth was silenced. He couldn't talk for the entire pregnancy of Elizabeth. Now, while Elizabeth might have loved this idea, for John, it was not a good thing. And so, throughout the entire pregnancy, John, the priest, was mute. And when it came time to name this child after it had been born, later on in the text, John or Zechariah can all of a sudden talk because he remembered that this child's name should be John. And he runs up to the temple and he finally says, this child's name should be John. The first words that he speaks, and then he has this whole song. And later on, Elizabeth, in that movement towards one another, has a song of her own giving thanks to God for what God has done in the birth of John, who would become John the Baptist. Where Zechariah initially wanted to move away, movement together is what creates the Gospels, what creates the good news in this section of Luke. We see the same thing with Mary and Joseph. Later on, after this text, Joseph will run towards Mary, will move towards Mary in the promises, will move towards Mary in the relationship. But right now, upon hearing that she will bear the Son of God, Mary moves towards her cousin, towards her relative, towards one whom she trusts. I always imagine when I heard the Magnificat, when I said the Magnificat, that piece of Mary's song that we have in the Gospel of Luke today, I always imagined it, for some reason, happening as God announced to her that she will bear the Son, that she will be bearing God into the world. But in Luke, it happens when there's movement towards each other. It happens when Mary and Elizabeth get together. It's an incredible thing to be pushed towards one another. And I think in this movement that Luke creates in the gospel, that's where we see this love. That's where we see hope, light, and joy united together. 
There is a vision that Mary has, but it's only when movement happens together. There is justice for people, lifting up the lowly. That happens when Mary and Elizabeth get together. There is joy to be had, and it overwhelms Mary when they're together. Now, I have an example of this that I see in my daily life, and it's kind of a silly one, but it just kept coming back to me as we prepared, so here it is. On my car, I have a new car. Well, it's like a year old to me. It's not new, but I like it. It's still new to me. On my car, I have a little button where I can use my phone wirelessly. So I can hit this button, I can say, call Brad Siebert. And it won't understand me, but eventually, I hit it enough times, and it'll call my brother, Brad Siebert. And we can talk. And I use this constantly. Now at first, time out, I'm also paying very good attention to the road. <laughs> time again. At first, I thought, you know, this is just kind of a new toy. But a year later, I'm still using this thing constantly. And I think it's because of the same thing that we see in Luke. There's movement towards one another when when these things combine in our lives and we see them. Now sometimes it's kind of frivolous, right? I'll, the other day I used it because I saw a smart car parked in the lumber loading zone at Lowe's. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do here, bud? <laughs> picking, up, picking up a box of like shims, I guess. I don't know. But. So I hit that button. I called Brad Siebert. I'm like, you'll never believe who I just saw parked in the lumber loading zone at Lowe's. It was great. We laughed a lot. So sometimes, sometimes it's just kind of frivolous. Sometimes I have really tough days, really good days, but stuff that when I was imagining what it meant to be a pastor, I didn't really anticipate how hard it would hit me. So I'll hit that button and I'll call one of my colleagues that I went to seminary with. I'll call one of my friends who knew about this pastor for the longest time and I'll say to them, you know what? I didn't, I didn't really like that today. And they'll tell me, you know what? I had the same thing happen. I didn't like it either but there's movement towards one another. And in the midst of that movement, in the midst of things that don't even feel great from time to time, there's still hope and there's still light and there's still joy and there's still love. And then there's some days, and after really good council sessions and I'm driving, and I'll tell you what, really good council sessions exist. I don't know, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I have seen them here. I'll hit that button, I'll call one of my colleagues, and I'll say, guess what just happened at council? It was fantastic. It was amazing. They are doing great things. And movement towards one another happens again. It seems silly and it seems frivolous, but in the midst of these things, love is experienced and joy is shown and light and peace happen and hope is born as we move towards one another. It is the central thing that Christians do. We go into the world, we experience these things, and then we move towards each other into this space on a regular basis to hear about hope and light and joy and love so that we might go back out again feeling these things as best we can in the depths of our soul. And it might not be every week that we feel them. It might not be every month that we feel them. But from time to time, we come back on a regular basis so that we can feel them. So that we can see them. So that we can share them with one another. Zechariah moves towards Elizabeth. Mary moves towards Elizabeth. Joseph towards Mary. God towards us. 
and us towards our neighbor and ourselves. It's time to steal your bulletin. One of my favorite prayers that for some reason I still don't have memorized is the prayer after communion that we use on a regular basis. And we're using it today. So after the communion song, we have the prayer after communion. Luther wrote this. And I think it sums up inside of a very great turn of phrase how I understand this love, this movement that we're talking about in Luke. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life, talking explicitly about God giving God's self to us in the sacrament of communion. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift and faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the midst of God pouring God's self out to us, we seek not to be drawn only to God, but to be loved toward one another, to love toward one another, to move toward one another. This is the central calling of to be Christ-like. God stepped down from heaven towards us. We step towards one another as best we can. That's the essence of Christianity. In this Advent season, as we complete this season and we go headlong into Christmas, may these things Hope, light, joy, and love flourish in your life. May these things well up inside of you. May you move toward one another, especially in a time of year where sometimes family makes us want to move away from each other. But in the midst of all this, may you move toward one another. That the gospel might be proclaimed in the very ordinary places of our lives and become extraordinary witnesses to what God is doing in our midst. Thank you for moving towards me in this season. May you continue to do that with your neighbors and yourself. Amen.